0: Hello, hello hello welcome to another episode of the blind view and here is your host rebecca
1: meadows
2: hi ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us today on the blind view um i have tp and Sailor joining me how are you guys
0: hey hey how you
2: doing, good, doing great how you doing i'm good
1: um <laughs> Can I hear you
2: hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Hold on. I just, I think someone's at my door and I gotta let my dogs out. So just I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> the dogs was like, the blinds on Can someone get the door
2: somebody's there?
1: It's time to act up.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. No, I thought good. I had all the dogs out of my room. But when whoever was at the door rang the doorbell, one of the dogs was barking in here. But I think she's gone now. So um how is everybody
1: real good real good how about yourself becca
2: i'm good guys so i just realized that i can't look at my notes because i'm doing the show on my iphone and i didn't have a chance to look at my notes before the show because i just got home from my appointment i thought all morning
1: well we already knew what the topic of of the day was going to be anyway right
2: right so are we ready to get started
1: oh yeah oh yeah Okay,
2: great (laughs) so tp go ahead and introduce your topic
1: all right well today um since how this is the blind view and one of the things a lot of people don't understand that we actually have to deal with um a mobility nightmares and a mobility nightmare is uh a situation where a uh, uh, vision impaired or blind person and our cane gets trapped up in some type of we can't get from a to b because there's too much stuff in the way or uh, just a mobility nightmare. The area is really for sighted people and not us. And um, uh, like, for instance, my first <laughs> bad mobility nightmare that I ever had, uh, being, being visiting impaired, was years ago. Uh, long before I even knew I was ever gonna live in Arizona, I, I, I had a show out here. And um, I, I landed in, in, in Phoenix and, um, Trying to get to the the luggage claim on my own, I ran into everything in that airport, and people were laughing at me and everything because I fell a couple of times. I wasn't, I had had no mobility training yet, but that was my first mobility nightmare.
2: And so, were you? Did you even have a cane at the time, DP?
1: Yeah, I had a cane, but I had no professional oh. training, and my cane okay. actually wasn't long enough.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, so you... I was really doing. I was doing a really bad job. No, TP, do you use a
2: an NFB cane today? The cane? Um,
1: yeah, I, no, I I had a straight cane, but I haven't used it since I got run over mm-hmm. by the truck. I use a uh, AmbuTech folding cane now.
2: Well, AmbuTech folding canes are very good. They're my favorite folding canes. They're the only folding canes I'll use.
1: Yeah, and um, I just went to the VA hospital yesterday and got a new uh, ball tip put on it.
2: T.P., I wish you would give your straight cane a second chance, so it's not your straight cane's fault that guy in the pickup ran you down, dude.
1: No, I want another one. I just haven't had a chance to sit down. and I gotta call NFB and get them to mail me a new one. And then I yeah. gotta figure out how long this is supposed to be, because I, I I like the one that, I, that you ordered me, but I forgot to see how long it was.
2: So, T.P., like... My favorite NFP cane. My favorite cane overall that I've ever had was an NFP straight cane, and it was one that I was given at Blind Incorporated in, up in Minneapolis. And that cane was like an inch or two taller than I was.
1: Oh, and, okay. And
2: and it was really great because I could see so much further with it because it was so long, right? So when you go to order your new cane, like it needs to be at least as tall as you are, right? Right, right. So 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 how tall are you, my friend? Five nine. So, I would suggest you call the NFBF and politely ask them if they would please mail you a white cane that's either 5'9 or 5'10. Yeah, that's what I'll
1: do. Yeah, I'll get to 5'10. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some of the mobility nightmares you guys have been through?
0: The sailor. sailor. I've had canes break while on trips before. It's no good. Oh, on trips? Yeah. Like, well, I would go on trips. Like, I would travel and, you know, uh my cane would break like uh sometimes the fiberglass would break itself or other times the elastics the string would just fade and it would it would just it would break and i'd be stuck without a cane
1: throughout the rest of the trip that was a nightmare oh my god i can't imagine
2: yeah no. i always
1: travel with a uh well up until the like right now i don't have a backup this is the first time that i don't have a backup but normally uh-huh. what I do when I travel is I put my folding cane in my luggage and then I travel with my straight cane. So if something happens with my straight cane, I still got my folding cane. And
0: That's maybe right. I should maybe I should put that into practice when I go on long trips, you know, take a,
2: take okay. an extra cane with me. Oh so yeah. guys, can I address these things? Please. Okay, I, I have some mobility nightmares of my own I'd like to share, but I wanted to talk to you about this idea of taking a folding cane with you when you travel. TP, I have always done the same thing, right? I've always taken an NFB, or not an NFB, but a, an AmbiTech folding cane with me in my suitcase when I travel. I prefer NFB straight canes, but when it comes to folding canes, I would put an AmbiTech folding cane in my suitcase. And I always do that because I know if my folding cane breaks on me, I'm going to be helpless. So when I travel, I, like I said, I take a folding cane. But let me tell you what happened to me a few years ago. I got mm-hmm. to my destination and when I opened my suitcase, my cane, what, my folding cane was in pieces because TSA, obviously whoever went through my suitcase didn't recognize what a folding cane was, right? I mean, they're kind mm-hmm. maybe they look kind of odd. It looks like four, four metal rods like with, pla- with elastic wrapped around it, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't mm-hmm. know what a blind person folding cane looks like, I can see how uh, an, a TSA agent might not realize what it was well whoever went through my suitcase whichever tsa agent it was they destroyed my folding cane so when i got to my destination it was four metal rods and a severed elastic strap
1: oh my god
2: i told that story in gretch the Wretch in metamorphosis right
1: but i actually I remember. experienced
2: that yeah and and i actually have some other mobility stuff i'm talking about in this next book that i'm about to release
1: Wow, you ever have your cane get stuck in like a, a, a manhole or a sewer drain or something like that? Oh my gosh, a couple
2: of times because I get really dizzy, and you know sometimes when you um when you walk when you are near one of those manhole covers, sometimes the ground is uneven because it's dipping towards the manhole cover. You know, right? And so some that's happened to me two or three times where because my cane goes in a manhole. Right, a couple of times I almost dropped my cane in there, dude, because I get dizzy like that.
1: Yeah, I I was um, going toward an intersection and um, I I can't remember if it was a manhole, but they had like a water thing or some kind of thing in in the ground, a metal with a metal lid and it caught my cane. And I had that was when I had the marshmallow tip and it caught Mm -hmm. the tip and I dropped my cane. And I couldn't it, it dropped and it rolled. So I didn't know exactly where my cane went and that was the biggest, but I mean, I mean, I panicked for a split second and then some, some lady just showed up out of nowhere and helped me and gave me my cane back. Yeah. Um, I, I've
2: broken a number of canes. I've um, broken both NFB straight canes and AmbuTech folding canes by walking too fast and getting them caught up in cracks and walking into the cane and the cane breaks.
1: Oh, yeah. I used to walk into the cane, but then after I got trained at the uh, blind rehab, I, I don't walk uh-huh. with my cane in front of me like that no more. I use it to uh-huh. the side. So when it gets, if it were to get jammed into anything, it uh-huh. won't it won't touch me. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This happened years ago when I was living in Missoula before I ever went to blind um, rehab training.
1: Oh, Life uh, in uh, Missoula was
2: rough.
1: What? Cindy Hunt is my, um, um, Oh, your rehab trainer? Um, yes, uh, no, and no, I talked rehab to her.
2: Counselor?
1: Yes, I talked to her today again. Even uh, we got all the paperwork in, submitted the whole nine yards. Are um, you going to savvy? That's what we're. That's where we're headed for. Um, oh. uh, we're just waiting on my acceptance letter and stuff now.
2: Oh, that's great, TP.
1: Oh yeah, oh, well I got so my. Happy um, for you. Are you going to, to training to savvy uh, here in downtown Phoenix. Can um, you
2: tell him what Savvy is, TP? He I, doesn't know. He doesn't know. Um, I've
0: heard what it is. It's like it's a training center.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's
2: it, it, for I, the blind. I think it's probably one of the best training centers out there, you guys. Like I've toured. I toured. Well, I went to Blind Eat in Minneapolis for a while, and I toured the one in Colorado. And those are both NFB schools. And this Savvy is like an NFP school, even though they disclaim it. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Savvy is a really, really good school.
1: Right. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I want to get my FCC license back. I want to go back on the air and do radio. But in the event that that's not an option, I'd like to do something in entertainment like uh, for that school or for the uh, VA hospitals. I'd like to be the event and talent coordinator for, for live shows. You know, Mm -hmm. I can bring comedy, uh, musicians. uh, You know, I just love live entertainment.
0: What what radio do you want to do, TV, Like
1: internet Um, radio? uh, No, no, I want to do like FM radio here in town. Uh, Maybe an oldies but goodies station or a cold town type station.
0: You need an FCC license to work for a radio station? I don't think you do. No, I'm going to be an on-air personality, though. But you don't so need, I, but you don't, but you don't need an FCC license unless you own a radio station.
1: Oh, okay, good. Then I just wanna, yeah, because like I
0: I, I, I have an internet radio station on the air twenty four seven. That's uh, uh, and honest, you don't, you don't need an FCC license for internet. If anything, what you'll need is like a royalty license to play. Especially if you're playing copyright protective music which honestly i don't have it and i've gotten away with it i've never gotten caught and you know there's many blind internet broadcasters who are doing it and they're not licensed and they've, they've gotten away with it so i'm not
1: too worried about it well i mean there ain't a court in the law and there ain't a court in, in, of law anywhere that would deny that you didn't see the 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 fine print so don't worry about it. Right.
2: Hey hey guys I have a I want to continue talk some more about these mobility nightmares guys. Have either of you ever gotten lost?
1: Oh my God. Oh my
2: oh yes tons of times. Now that's another issue I addressed in Gretch the wretch but tell me about your guys' experiences.
1: Oh my I mean I've gotten lost like um when when i moved into this apartment um there's like there's two swimming pools and one was closed so i walked to the 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 further swimming pool and uh i guess i was over there too long and when i got ready to come back the sidewalks do that thing that sighted people need to see because anyway i couldn't find the apartment i was lost Okay. and uh, I, I was all over the place. I I was nowhere near the apartment. I don't know how I got so uh, discombobulated, but um, um, I, I do know that I went too far once I got to the parking lot. And somehow I wound up back at the swimming pool and I sat down and relaxed a little while and then I got up and did it again and did it right the second time. Good for you, T.P. So Oh yeah, but I mean, this this all took like an hour.
2: Now, what about you, Sailor? Have you do you have any experiences getting lost? I'll share mine when you're done.
0: Many times, yeah. Um, uh, I do get turned around at times, uh, and uh, honestly, I kind of start to panic. Um, one time, one time I could think of getting lost was when I was going. Um, Actually, this past Sunday, I kind of got lost. I was uh, I was going to the uh, the boat house that we have here in the area because there's a there's like a, a small river where people kayak and whatnot. So I was going there to meet some friends this Sunday, and uh, I have my GPS on. I also have this cane. It's called a wee walk, uh, but wee mm-hmm. provides navigational directions and. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got lost because the route was kind of tricky but someone did end up helping me get there which was nice. So yeah, you, you cool. didn't get
2: lost with your WeWalk walk can that's interesting.
0: Yeah. You know it's it's with all GPSs sometimes they're not always right. accurate you know.
1: Yeah. Right. I got lost right. to downtown Phoenix with my um with my GPS on my device and uh I couldn't believe it but I, I mean I got out of it but I was lost for a little while.
2: Yeah. So guys, I've been lost many times and in the beginning, it was really scary, right? I mean, TP probably, Sailor, have you been blind your whole life? Yes, I have. Okay. So you may not be able to relate to this, but TP can. So like when you first go blind and you get lost and you're scared and you panic, right? Like ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever in this situation, if you're blind and you're lost, what you need to do is stay calm. Okay. Because I need work lost on that. <laughs> is perfect. Getting lost is perfectly normal. Even sighted people get lost. Even sighted people with maps and GPSs on their phones get lost. So, so and and so another and I know it's scary getting lost because I've done this before. Like I used to hyperventilate and then I I got over it, but I noticed some other black people still have have this problem. So all I'm saying is if you're lost the first thing you need to remember is stay calm and and then you need to think about where you're at and you need to use your non-visual skills. You need to use your ears and see what clues you can pick up about your environment by what you can hear and, and what you can sense with, you know, um, your other senses. Right. And, and you need to look for, you know, obviously people to give you directions and stuff. But my point is the thing you don't want to do when you're lost is panic, because as, especially as blind people, it's really easy for us to make, really bad decisions when we panic, right? When we're lost. Yeah. And absolutely. we can we can hurt ourselves by by stepping in front of a car or stepping off a curb because we're not paying attention because I know like when when I'm panicking or when I'm you know something's going on like that, I often don't pay attention and then I, I fall, right? And but getting lost is totally normal and I wish that some of these OM instructors would stress that more to their students because like we all get lost, and when you go to these blind emergent centers and they put a blindfold on you and they put you out there, they can do these really incredible things with your cane, mm-hmm. um, you wind up sometimes you wind up really scared and you're panicking. but I really wish the Om instructors would teach the students about how it's normal to get lost, and it's normal not to know where you're at, but it's really important to stay calm and think through you know things.
0: yeah, use um, your structured discovery skills, yeah, right. Right. Now, is Savvy Structural Discovery or no? Yes, all of the NFB schools are. Well, Savvy's like said, not NFB. Savvy's not.
2: But it's not NFB, but they're definitely, I mean, they have all the same services the NFB schools do. And and a lot of the administration, like the, the head honchos are, and they ask you to wear a sleep shade just like the NFB schools do, right?
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Um,
2: it's the thing is, it's more optional at Savvy, I think. But but they they ask you to wear a sleep shade and T.P., when you go there if you have any residual vision I strongly encourage you to wear a sleep shade.
1: Right, well, well, I mean,
0: yeah. Keepy, will you be living on campus or are you just a day student at Savvy? A,
1: a day student. Uh, I won't be living on campus. Oh.
0: Do they even cool. have apartments at Savvy in Phoenix or just Tucson?
2: Um, I think they have apartments here in Phoenix. I bought my house before I ever even found out about Savvy, so. I just lived here but it was you know it was so much fun um commuting in every day you know to the center and not living at an apartment although they wouldn't want would... me
1: there anyway mm-hmm. not at the, the apartments I I party like a rock star I you know I'm constantly smoking hay in the middle of the barn they wouldn't want me there
2: well and you're a, you're a, you're a, uh a engaged now And so you shouldn't be in an atmosphere where you're going to be around other people to party with and stuff,
1: right, TP? Well, I mean, I can still party, but I I mean, not like a rock star, though. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I still smoke good every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps me with my mobility. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm totally, if I haven't smoked at all and run into a a, a mobility situation where I'm lost, that's when Mm -hmm. I panic. But if I have smoked real good, like I normally do, and I run into a mobility situation, it's more uh, it's more humorous than anything else. It's funny. So, I, I you know, I, I you know, I tell people all the time, uh, cannabis may not cure glaucoma or even help me see, but it definitely helps me not care so much. So, you know, I'm more laid back. Hey, TB. Sure, what's up? It just up?
2: occurred to me, didn't you announce a few weeks ago that you were going to be getting married? Towards the end of August,
1: what happened? Yeah, there? well, uh, well, I got sick. I got really, really sick, and uh-huh. uh, I don't, I don't know what it was, but I was really sick. My throat was messed up. I was, uh, it was a mess. But anyway, we moved it back to September ninth.
2: Oh, so it's coming up really soon, though.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: great.
1: Yeah, I got so sick that you know, and I was like really. Uh, in my feeling? cause I was like, Becky didn't call or nothing. And I was, she don't know I was sick and then, like, I missed the show and i Oh my God, no, no, this is too much. I can't, but now I feel better. So oh, I'm happy were to you be sick back. Like TP? Uh, some kind of bug, like, like the flu or something. I don't know. Do
2: you think you had the COVID?
1: Uh, I don't I can't say it was that because I was able to taste all my food as a matter of fact, I ate just fine. It's just that I was uh, either too hot or too cold or uh, or you know it, it was it was horrible. Uh, cough bad, headaches, um, you, had a temperature. How,
2: how many days were you sick?
1: Like uh, I want to say about like maybe three or four.
2: Okay, now have you been vaccinated against the corona? Yeah, yeah. And have you had the boosters?
1: No, I did the the, the one and done at the VA hospital.
2: Okay. That reminds me, I just heard yesterday that there's another booster that they're coming out with.
1: Oh, wow. I was wondering if I should get
0: it.
2: Have you gotten any of these vaccinations, Sailor?
0: Yeah, my last booster was in November. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, I got
1: the one and done, but I have never did a booster of any sort. Uh huh. And I've like been fine. Managing,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been doing just fine. Um, I'm about to start back to working out. Um, again, now that I feel my strength coming back. Uh huh. Well, I mean, how
0: how long will you be at savvy? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I I I probably won't get all that information. Um, uh, for a couple of weeks, but as soon as I do, I'll be more than happy to share with you guys.
2: No. you you mean do you mean how many hours a day or how long how many months? how many
1: months so uh, he, I'm won't gonna...
2: know, he won't know that initially sailor because no. like you, you i mean they give you a ballpark but the ballpark's not very accurate right like no. it, it just depends on what happens during your training because like with my during my training like my first computer didn't work right but i st- struggled with it for like a year Right. And then I finally got a computer that worked. So my training probably would have been a lot shorter had I not been mess, messing with that stupid computer the whole year. Right.
0: Right. Uh, and what does Savvy so, stand
2: for? Southern Arizona Association for the Visually Impaired. And it's now called Savvy Services for the Blind.
0: And it's the state of Arizona.
2: Yeah, it's in, well, it's in Phoenix and there's a branch in Yuma and one in Tucson too, but PP going to the one here in Phoenix, the same one I went to, but they're at a different location now, but so, a lot of the same staff still there.
0: So like, it's not privately operated, it's state funded, basically.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they get any money. Well, maybe they get money from, well, yeah, they get money through Vogue rehab from the state or the feds, wherever that comes from, but, but. Oh, and it is privately owned i actually i didn't get formally introduced to him the other day, one time when i was there recently but somebody said oh this is so and so i just didn't shake his hand and introduce myself but the he's like the ceo is what they called him was his name ken i don't remember oh i know what it was it was in june i went to the open house that they had at their new location and that's i think that's where he was at the uh. The CEO of Savvy was there. So he's like the owner, I guess. But I don't know how he became the owner. I don't know if he just financially invested in it or if he himself is, a, you know. Like a
1: founder or something?
2: Yeah, like, I don't think the guy's
0: blind. Honestly, I don't feel like I need to go to Savvy because you see, like, I've gotten all my training. I went to, like, Chris Cole, the, the training center here in Texas. However, I would be more than happy to, make a trip to Phoenix or Tucson and visit Savvy, you know?
2: So, so are you still living, do you live with your parents, Taylor?
0: No, I live in, live in an apartment by myself.
2: So are you, are you able to cook independently pretty well? Yes. And are you able to go do your grocery shopping and, and stuff all by yourself?
0: Absolutely. And in fact, grocery shopping, I don't even go, uh, I haven't delivered. Uh, a- no. Do, do you read Braille? Uh, yes.
2: Are you proficient at reading Braille?
0: Yes, I don't read that that fast, but I but I I I can read well, Yes.
2: Can you read enough to like read a textbook in school and stuff, and yes. comprehend it? Okay, so you have pretty good braille skills. And do you are you able to use like JAWS or something on the computer?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I have JAWS, JAWS and Jvda.
2: How long have you been using JAWS?
0: I've been using it since when I was fifteen, uh, and. NVDA, I've been using it for about six years.
2: How old are you now, Sailor?
0: 29.
2: Okay, so, so listen. Like, at these training centers, what they would teach is they would teach you how to use JAWS very proficiently, which sounds like you already can do. And they would teach you to read Braille, which it sounds like you can already do. And they would teach you, like, ADL skills around your house and outside of your house, like grocery shopping and stuff like that. And they would teach you... O&M skills, how are, it sounds like you got all these other ones covered. How are your O&M skills? Because you could possibly go there to get better O&M skills to a training center, right?
0: Oh, well, they're very good. My O&M skills are very, very good. Like like I said, you know, everybody has challenges and whatnot, but, like, overall, they're good. Uh Um, I mean, Uh I walk around here uh, very easily. I can go to the mall. Uh I know, I do know how to cross streets. And,
2: so I mean... Um, so honestly, Sailor, I don't think that I don't think that both rehab would pay for you to go to a training center because you already know everything they would teach you there.
0: I do, yeah. Now I will say but, I, but I, I, rehab I, could help now, you get a job. I do you know? have I actually do have a part-time job. I do. Okay,
2: now. well good. So uh,
0: I I I, I, have- can I can I share with y'all real quick. Um <laughs> actually I, I got this job. Uh it came from a career fair at the convention. There's this company called, uh, leads at scale. The two owners, they're both sided, but they hire blind people. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a sales company that partners up with many accounts like, uh, healthcare tax services and whatnot. And I call, I call, I call other clients to make appointments on behalf of the account that I'm working on. And, um, it's part-time 1250 an hour. It's not bad. And honestly, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm looking for. Because as you know, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm becoming an entrepreneur too. I'm getting ready to launch the help without sight podcast. In fact, Becca, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. episode number two, it should be available on Apple podcasts hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, okay. And uh, so, yeah, I have a part-time job. And so it's, it's great, it's wonderful.
2: Oh, uh-huh. that's really great, Sailor.
1: Yeah. Are you able to do that job from home?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: I can do it uh-huh. from home. So, yeah.
2: But so Sailor, but the reason I was asking you all those questions because you had expressed interest in coming out here and going to Savvy?
0: No, I, I was just like, said oh. visit. Visit, just visit. Savvy. Oh yeah, because
2: yeah, because like I said, you you already know everything you would learn at these training centers. So and
0: and, and honestly, Becca there was one point back in 2018 that mm-hmm. my confidence did go down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was living, uh, cause I was working before and, uh, I, I lost a job. Uh, uh and I, uh, I moved into this apartment with my mom and sister uh, on the West side of Houston. It's a, it was a very, very, very nice apartment. It had like luxury appliances and everything. Uh, but the problem is, I couldn't use those appliances because they were all touch screen. And beyond that, the area that that apartment was in, uh, the walking was not very good at all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good at all. And uh, uh, there were no good intersections. And so, with that being said, me being in that environment, you know, my confidence did go down. And with that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of wondered about going to an NFB training center, especially, because the NFB training centers mean they are very different from Chris Cole, uh, which was where I went to here in Austin, Taylor, Texas. Uh, but, so listen, but, if, but but if, but, if, but 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 get this, after I left that environment, I moved out here to the woodlands, things completely changed. I'm I'm moved to this area to the Woodlands because they have the best walking. I'm in an apartment that has good accessible appliances. So like my
2: confidence, it all came back,
0: you know, it all came back. That's good.
1: Right Well,
2: and the thing is, so like I was about to say, I don't think, well, I'm sure Voc Rehab would not pay to send you to a training center since you already know everything simply for you to get your confidence back. But what could help you get some confidence back. Is finding a life coach. Yeah. So, so that's something I wanted to suggest for you. My life coach helped me a lot with my confidence. So.
0: Um, I do. I do have. I do have a life coach and quite a few of them. Okay. Um, um with my project I'm working on, with my podcast, I have a great. I don't, I have a, I have a whole army behind me who's helping yeah. me with social media, and spreading it, spreading the mm-hmm. word publishing my podcast cover art it's awesome it's great so
2: i feel good Uh, oh great sailor right on yeah and i'm i'm about to wrap up my manuscript on my book guys um i've been working on this short story all week um this last one about writing and i was telling my life coach when i saw him today about what it's been like this week on monday and tuesday of this week i was working on a chapter in my book and I finally got this chapter perfected. But I I mean, a, I'm writing a story about writing. Right. So I'm describing to my readers. First of all, I told them everything I could about how to make the how to edit and write the best manuscript I could. So now I'm giving them pointers about how to make how to put the outside of their book together, their front cover and their back cover and stuff. Right. And how to think about what kind of material to put on there and stuff. And um, I was, I was writing this week, earlier this week, and I was in, as I was writing, I was writing from the perspective of a reader, of someone standing in a bookstore, right? And I described uh-huh. how, how your readers pick the book up off the shelf and they, they look at it and they flip it over and read the back of it. And you know, I was writing about this and my body, it was like, I could feel in my body, I could feel myself doing it. And in my mind, I could see myself in a bookstore picking a book off a shelf and flipping it over, reading the back of it, just like I did over 33 years ago. And it just blew my mind because, you know, when this first happened, I didn't think I'd ever be able to have that experience again of ever being able to pick up a book and just read it again. And and just like that, right? And, And this week when I was writing about that, I realized that I very well might get that opportunity again. And I was so thankful to God because, you know what i mean like books, oh yeah books are you you can you can do so much with a book right You can yeah you teach, can you, you can tear people down or you can build them up with a book right you can teach them great things or you can put put things in their soul that will tear them apart right and and so writing is just books have always been so important and even yeah. before i went blind i was such a bookworm before i went blind you guys like i literally always had a book with me and in bed at night like our parents would tell us to go to bed at 8 p.m. right well i'd be hiding under the, the covers with a flashlight reading a book right and and when we went on car trips i'd be in the back seat trying to read my book while it was jostling all over because of the bumpy roads in montana right but i wanted to read and, 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 and at school, I was reading on all my breaks and on the school bus, I was reading, I just always had a book in my backpack or, or I had it in my hand, right? I was always reading. I was always educating my brain and putting information in my brain. And back then, my brain was just thriving on it and eating it up, all gobbling all that information up. And then that brain injury happened. And, right. But now my brain is back again. My brain is picking up so much great information again. And it feels so great.
1: I'm glad too. I'm happy for you, Becca. Becca.
2: What?
0: So yeah, I would love to maybe, maybe when I have time, I'll get on an airplane and come to Phoenix and I'd love to see Savvy. And, oh yeah. And, and, and also see you, you know, i love to hang out with you too, you know?
2: Oh Yeah. So, Sarah, I've had a number of my blind friends come and visit me here here in Phoenix. Like, I've had some of my blind friends that I knew up in Montana come down. And let's see, I had a blind friend that I met online from South Carolina. He came before the quarantine. Um, and I've had several, and TP's be, like, be, has been here before and stuff, right, too. So, oh, yeah. you're more than welcome to come and stay. I've got a guest room. Awesome. Um, it, well, it's actually occupied right now, but... I, they're all family right so when you come if you give me notice i can make arrangements so um what the two that have single rooms they can buddy up right so one room will be available for you or whatever right and change the bedding and stuff so um and but oh another thing so when i've had friends come visit me in the past sailor we always coordinate their trip so that they'll be here the third Saturday of the month, because that's the Saturday that our local NFB chapter has their in-person meeting. And then when I, while my company's here, I take them to the local meeting so they can meet the local NFB chapter and, you know, meet some other cool blind people and learn about what we're doing locally and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm very, very busy, uh, this September and in the beginning Uh of October, because I guess Uh why I have some good news. Um, My mom is getting remarried next Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Oh, that's great. uh, So I'm going to be a part of that. And then uh, October 4th through the 12th, it's going to be my very first time. I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Italy for my mom and stepdad's Uh, honeymoon. It's going to be great.
2: Oh, you're going with them on their honeymoon?
0: Yeah. Well, they're going to stay longer. For about three weeks, but me and my sister will just go on for about a week. You're going so. to
2: see Italy and stuff, probably,
0: huh? Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah,
2: sounds awesome,
0: Sarah. And so, um, I don't know. Um, I sh- let me see when the third Saturday of October is. I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, I do work, but but of course it's flexible since I work from home. I can work from anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, as long as I have internet. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I would like to make a trip and see you, Becca. Okay, sailor.
1: Yeah, and I'll be um, in town, I guess. Uh, hopefully, uh, I only got a couple of gigs this month. I have one on the fifteenth yeah. uh, here in uh, <laughs> Phoenix. Uh, it's called Childish Thursdays with Chris Mosley. Yeah, oh, and, I love uh, Chris. Yeah, he um, the, the tickets are on Eventbrite, and it's childish uh, just
2: Thursdays.
1: Yeah, Childish Thursdays. And, uh, uh, if you go to Eventbrite, uh, and, and, put in TP as the code, it'll get you, uh, save you money on the tickets.
2: So, and is the show on Thursdays then? Is that the deal? Yeah. Or is that It's just,
1: day? yeah, it's Thursday the 15th.
2: Oh, so so the, the only one Thursday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what this, this, uh, Thursday the 15th here in Phoenix, I'll be on that show with Chris Mosley and Terry Beard and, um. Uh, cricket gill. And then um I'm in Jacksonville, Florida on uh September twenty third with E realist uh, Craig Chapman and, and a host of other funny comedians too.
2: Oh so awesome, just,
1: just find me on Facebook uh, or Instagram or TikTok and all my dates are there. Or if you don't um if you don't live near any of my dates, just go to Facebook and search uh, for the page hottest comedy shows in the US and go to a comedy show near you.
2: Oh yeah and guys your genius of a host forgot to do the commercial break again as usual but if you guys wouldn't mind going up to my uh, YouTube channel you guys can order any one of my three books up there and you can do lots of other great stuff too uh, up there. And I
0: cannot wait until Still Busy Steering comes out (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah sailor well you know and still busy steering i tell the second part of penny Plummer's story and beth green's story and gretchen stone's story and and so um telling the second part of penny's story was so much fun for me because i got to, to speak in detail about the one wonderful things i experienced when i went through the community bridges program right except i did it from penny's point of view right um and then when i um tell the second part of Beth Green's story, I give details about what it was like being a mother, like all the things I did with my kids, right? And how I did for them as a blind mother. I even talked about how I potty trained my kids as a blind mother and stuff like that. And that was, I think the hardest thing was figuring out how to potty train my boys being blind and being a woman. I mean, it's hard enough being a woman, I would think, but being blind too, um, but I figured it out. So, um, but, and then in the second part of, what did I? Um, Oh, and in the second part of Gretchen Stone's story, I tell her experiences going to her first blind immersion training center, right? And I give details about what that's like. So I figure, like, there's something in this next book for everybody, right? Like, if you're, if you're blind, but you've never been to a a training center, you can learn about that. If you've never had kids, but you want to know what that's like, you can read about that. If you want to know about about um, what it's like going through a traumatic brain injury rehabilitation program. You can read about that. That's all in this next book, right? Plus about three other stories, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Right on, Um, I can't wait.
2: Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, please be sure to stay tuned. Um, And do you guys have anything else to add before I end the show?
1: No, thank you.
2: Okay, thank you ladies and gentlemen. Please be sure to like, Share this video with your friends and make sure you have hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. That's a wrap. Thank you, yeah. gentlemen. Bye, Thanks. Sailor and TP. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my